the only superhero cartoon that can say, Hey, you put your daddy issues into my mystical nonsense. On this episode of WatchBots. everybody and welcome to another episode of watch bots this is ben i'm drinking a hell's kitchen branded seltzer it's called the mean green it's pretty bad i'm joined by shaylin hello shaylin if you were going to be a superhero what superhero would you be an existing superhero yeah Good improv. And by Dave. <laughs> Dave, if you were going to be a superhero, what superhero would you be? Oh, man. I don't know. Like, some days you might catch me uh, in, in, a, in a certain kind of mood. I think I'd say Wolverine. I love that healing, <laughs> okay. that healing factor. Those adamantium claws. He's so short and angry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And uh, I think other days, I think I'd like to be a Batman type. No superpowers, but like, well, wealth. Wealth would be my superpower. Lesser known superheroes. But I can't think of any. Shailen, did you think of a superhero yet? If I wanted to just feel good about myself, I'd be Superman because he's boring and terrible, but he has tons of superpowers. Okay. Which is why I hesitated because I don't like him as a superhero so much, but. If I'm reaping the benefits, it wasn't Superman. supposed to be this existential question. Yeah, I don't think you would feel good, though. You would be like, I'm boring. No, I'd be like, look at this. I can fly. Look at this. I can see through walls. Ben, who would you be if you could be any superhero? Plastic Man. All right. That's a good one. That's he good one. has a lot of banter. He's got a cool, like, curly cue in his hair. He wears, like, a red onesie with, like, a stringy chest thing. He sure does. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Plastic Man's all right. I'd be, I'd be Iceman. I'd never have to wear clothes. Okay. Yeah, it'd just be a man made out of ice who can shoot ice and like make cool slides. Everybody would have, have a fun time around me. I'd be like, you guys want to go sledding? <laughs> like, yeah. You want to go ice skating? Fuck yeah. All right, I'm Iceman. I'll make it happen. And you'd, you'd have one of those like bar ice luges, you know, you could pour shots of tequila down yeah, a slide that you just yeah. made. Again, I'd be Ooh, I'd be a party yeah. guy. My su- my superpower would be cool parties. <laughs> <laughs> I could support that. Uh, I'd want to be Forge because he uh, fixed things. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're here. Talk about Saturday Night Live a little bit here. We've all been watching Saturday Night Live to some extent lately, and I'm not sure why. It's a great show. <laughs> or let me say this. There are some parts of Saturday Night Live that are exquisitely good. And then like what, Shailen? Anything that John Belushi did, mostly. Okay. Oh, so you're talking like the, the whole Saturday. thing, the, 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 the whole series. Not quite ready for primetime players. Okay. I think that Landshark 
is a timeless classic. Mm-hmm. And even when I think about it, when I'm not watching Saturday Night Live, it makes me laugh. But then watching it, uh, it just delights me. No end. I love Landshark. Yes, we've been watching some of the old ones. I think we've all seen um, there. There was an Urkel sketch recently. It was a parody of the new Fresh Prince. I haven't seen that. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Drunk. <laughs> I don't remember that. It yeah, doesn't seem I mean, like I've, something I've I do. gathered as much. <laughs> it it kind of ripped off a, a, a Key and Peele sketch from about like mm-hmm. six or seven years ago, where they imagined Urkel was just a real asshole behind the scenes. Yeah. So wasn't that true? Wasn't he a real asshole? Jaleel? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't recall that. Hmm. How could the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog three times over be an asshole? <laughs> Well, he was so bad, he got replaced. But, you know, like the thing about Saturday Night Live that's interesting to me is it comes in waves, right? Like, sometimes I'll watch it religiously, and then sometimes I won't. But then I had this thought that as Shailen and I were schlogging our way through season one, that it's been around for 45 years, and a lot of that time it's been pretty terrible. (laughs) Like, (laughs) imagine the cachet that comes with that, you know? Like, you don't really have to do great work, you just have to do work. Yeah, there's like a a couple seasons, a handful of seasons where the cast is just really really good. Right? There was the the original cast and then the the Joe, Joe Piscopo cast of course. Of course. Um and then and then you had like the late 80s early 90s with where it was like constant great performers, Phil Hartman mm-hmm. and Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, Chris Farley, Adam Sandler. And then it sucked for a while. And then Will Ferrell became a big name, and then it was worth watching again. And then it, it sucked for a while, and then Bill Hader came on, and it was worth watching again. And uh, it's not, it hasn't been great. It hasn't been great for a long time, though. Yeah, it's true. But do you know the thing I appreciate about Modern Saturday Night Live? Now, mind you, I thought that the, um, the Urkel sketch was pretty funny. That, but, but what I appreciate is that in a world of TikTok and Vine, you got to be snappy. You got to be quick. Saturday Night Live isn't afraid to let a sketch run three to four minutes longer than it probably should have. Six to seven (laughs) minutes longer. Because, Shailen, that's the thing that you said when we watched the Urkel sketch, is you were like, this is just too long. Give me a wine. You might not remember it, but that was the whole conversation. That doesn't sound like something I'd say. And I sobbed on the floor. You were there. uh, Ben was FaceTiming with me. Yeah. And he was like, look, look at this kid. She just can't stop drinking. I definitely believe in the this is much too long because I've said that about several different sketches that we've watched over the last couple of weeks. So. Mm-hmm. SNL is still doing my favorite thing that SNL has always done. And it puts a really strange sketch at the end of the show Yeah, mm-hmm. that nobody likes except for me. I uh, I find them always just so like wildly insane that it cracks me up every time. Um, <laughs> one, one involved like Amy Adams turning into a raccoon eating garbage once. It was, it was very, yeah, that, that sounds all right. Yeah. I always like it when there's people in funny costumes at the end. So like the bees in the first season, just there's no time for them to change back into regular clothes. So they come out for like the thanks everybody. <laughs> and like the music starts playing and the host is shouting about all these thank yous. And then like, there's just a dude in a bee costume. Shailen, can I ask you a question? Yeah. We all know legendary SNL star Daryl Hammond. Mm-hmm. 
if Daryl Hammond was going to be an existing superhero, oh boy, that would make you feel good. What superhero would he be? I don't know how to answer this question. <laughs> what do you mean that would make me feel good? I'm just asking you to apply the same criteria that you applied to yourself and apply it to Daryl Hammond. Legendary. I don't think that Daryl Impressions Im- man. Impressionist. Daryl Hammond wouldn't. Um, he wouldn't be a superhero. He would be a bad guy. Okay. What what existing supervillain would he be then? Lex Luthor. What? Why? <laughs> what? <laughs> makes no sense. First off, he'd be Morph from X-Men because he can change into anybody he wants. I just want to point out that Dave has picked only X-Men and Batman so far. Yeah, because those are the cool ones. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who I think he would be? Who would he be? Norman then? Osborn, famous villain from Spider-Man. And wouldn't you know it? Spider-Man? What? What? <laughs> wouldn't you know it? We're talking about a Spider-Man property today. Uh, the very succinctly titled Spider-Man colon the animated series. T-A-S, as it's popularly known now. Yeah, tough as shit. That's correct. Yeah. And Dave, you picked Spider-Man tough as shit. And I want to know why. You know me. I like, uh, I like those synergies. The, that SEO kismet. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man is a hot, hot movie. It's like number four of all time, despite the pandemic. And yeah, so I wanted to do this during Christmas or around when Spider-Man was going to come out. And then we did our Christmas episodes and I was like, that was, that was fun. I need something new, but I figured I would just stick to Spider-Man because I have no other ideas right now. Mm-hmm. So we are doing what I thought we were going to do or what I, uh, what I wanted to do in December. And we're doing it now. We're doing it live. So yeah, and I, I picked this episode because it involves Doctor Strange, who's in the most recent Spider-Man movie. Ah, Kismet. Ah. Yes, yes. Mm. And uh, I wanted to see how they portrayed Doctor Strange, the master of the mystic arts. It's almost as if the powers of Vashanti brought us to this point. What I like is that, as is usual with our attempts to kind of optimize our, our search engine optimization, we're about a month late on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I figured. I figured. <laughs> well, we're always late. Why ruin it, right? And we Better had to get our we had ever. to get our Christmas stuff in. I love. I love. I love our Christmas episodes. We had mm-hmm. to do that. That's why listeners can look forward to us talking about the Johnny Knoxville Bam Margera cartoon in the middle of April. Is that real? Is that a thing? No. <laughs> it's called uh, um, jerks. And they do like jerk stuff, mm-hmm. and, yeah. And it's like pretty funny. Yeah, it's, it's like punked. Yeah, but it's animated. But it was rotoscoped, so they've shot it live on you know live action, and then mm-hmm. they rotoscoped it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It was wild back in 2011. So Spider Man the animated series, yeah, a series I don't know that I really watched a ton of, and it makes me sick. I didn't watch it when it was on the air, but I have watched a lot of it with our son. Mm. He's a big spider fan. He's a huge spider fan. Yeah. I watched a lot of this and I liked it a lot. It, it did that thing that comic books do, which annoys me, which is wait, they have a long running story, but sometimes they sneak an issue in there that doesn't make any sense to the, the main story that you've been following. I can't stand that when comic books do that. And mm-hmm. when this show did it, especially if it's when it was in syndication, it was shown out of order. And so you never knew what you were, what was going on, unless you watched the original ones, which I, which I did. But yeah, I thought, I just, 
uh, as a kid, I liked this show a lot. Um, I thought the animation was good. Uh, I loved the X-Men crossover they did once mm. which, with the uh, X-Men Saturday morning cartoon. Oh. So that was fun. Maybe a, 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 little, a little taste for phase four of the MCU. It was, it was, the, it was the prototype. It was the blueprint. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this version of Spider-Man. Maybe not in this episode so much, but or Peter Parker, but like it was. Um, I thought it was. They followed a lot of the storylines in the comics that I had read, not to a T, but pretty pretty faithfully. I think. Fair enough. So, Spider-Man the character is the brainchild of Legends writer editor Stan Lee and artist Steve Ditko in 1962. As is always the case with Stan Lee. There's a question of how heavily involved he was in the actual creation of the character. Stanley's always credited, and Stanley is a legendary figure in comic books and all that stuff. But he tended to just give his artists just the vaguest outline of what to do with mm-hmm. stuff, and then they would literally do everything else and the dialogue. But he always got co-credit, so who knows? It's it's a a tangled web <laughs> to put it out there. But Spider Man. One of the most popular superheroes right from his inception. And so anytime there was licensed Marvel anything, Spider-Man was at the forefront. This show is the seventh dedicated Spider-Man show and the fourth cartoon. So there were three live action shows in the 70s. There was a 70s cartoon that we've talked about. There were others after this. There were probably a dozen more. But this particular show came hot off the heels of X-Men which we've talked about, classic animated series, good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. So this show's made for Fox Kids. At the time, Marvel was in a really bad place. Comic books weren't really selling. They were relying on licensing deals to make any kind of money. But Spider-Man, as Dave mentioned, had a lot of rich storylines going on in the comic books, just kind of a lot of stuff that you could churn through. Popularity of the character made it a... uh, an instant hit, as it were. I think the, um, maybe not the popularity of them, but like the villains were really garish and recognizable mm-hmm. too. Like easy to, uh, you know, easy to see being a villain and believe them a villain in that, in that world. There are stories that have gone around that this is the most censored cartoon ever. <laughs> but when I researched it, I couldn't figure out what was fueling those rumors. Like a couple of things I read pointed to when the Punisher showed up on this, that he wasn't mowing people down with machine guns. And it's like, well, yeah, it was a kid's show in the 90s. Of course he wasn't. Like, <laughs> they didn't animate that and then take it out. Like, <laughs> is it, is it censored bizarre. because they didn't follow the storyline? Or is it censored because it was produced they, they and, then the, and then the producers took it out? Or the well, studio I guess the, took it out? the animators put together a whole scene of MJ and Peter making sweet, sweet love. And it took oh my God, 17 yes, the, minutes. Yeah. The full, the full pen episode. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, the pen is mightier than the sword, but he fights the swashbuckler for the remaining five minutes. But anyway, even like the executive producers have come out and said that that is in fact not true. A few production notes with this show, <laughs> little touches. The animators here tried to make the New York setting feel realistic by studying pictures of the new york skyline and kind of drawing that into what they did which i don't know (laughs) neat cool is that interesting uh it's fine (laughs) 
that seems like a lot of work. Yeah, of all the things to put your, your effort into. I appreciate the effort. You know, a lot of cartoons are pretty slapdash. Like, mm. you know, the, the fact that they they studied something, like, well, yeah, okay. It's almost, I wish they had invested the time in studying, like, the human form so that the people in the cartoon didn't look like mashed potatoes stuffed into a vaguely people-shaped sack, but. Wow. I didn't love the animation of this show. Oh, really? Oh, geez. Oh, boy, that's controversial. Well, I guess we'll have to get into that in a minute. Should have censored out the all the human characters. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but the animators also had planned on having Spider-Man swing around in a totally CGI space. So they all the swinging scenes were supposed to be in this weird CGI world, which we got a little bit of. Um, not, not great. Not great. <laughs> and they, they had budget cuts. So they subcontracted that bit out to a video game company called Kronos Digital Entertainment. That's Kronos oh, no. with a K. Kronos Entertainment came out with six video games. Uh, you might have heard of them. Criticom. Meat oh, yeah. Puppet. Not about the band. Okay. Dark Rift. Cardinal Sin. <laughs> Sin, S-Y-N. Fear Effect and Fear Effect 2 Retro Helix. And that was the end of Kronos Digital Entertainment. So make of that what you will, I guess. <laughs> a long-lasting company yeah. with high-profile projects that mm -hmm. people have definitely heard of, mm -hmm. probably. So the show itself lasted for five seasons, and I'm trying to remember what the stat was. It was the second longest-running Marvel cartoon after X-Men until a different Spider-Man cartoon later. It just it, the most convoluted like stat I've ever read, but <laughs> I don't recall many Marvel cartoons, uh, other, <laughs> other Marvel cartoons between Spider-Man and probably the one that usurped it. Yeah. But, that was yeah. 20 years later. Yeah, I don't know. And so the show was really critically acclaimed, was highly rated and it wasn't canceled for any of those reasons, but because of constant disagreements between the head of Fox kids, Margaret Loesch, and Avi Arad, who was the executive producer. So he, at the time, did not own Marvel. He was the CEO of Toy Biz, who made the Marvel toys, one of my favorite toy lines ever. Mm -hmm. um, all the X-Men figures and all that stuff. But later on, through the licensing, he gained so much power, he ended up buying Marvel. He was involved in the first Iron Man movie. Just an, an interesting figure in, a, in all this Marvel comics history. Michelle, you couldn't look more bored. I'm I'm amazed that he went from like the toy CEO to owning Marvel. Like I was actually stunned, is what I or was. Or right you there. were stunned into silence. Yes. Anyway, Spider Man's obviously fine. <laughs> the, the cancellation didn't hurt Spider Man too much. Spider Man handled that shit. So the episode we're talking about here is the first episode of season three, and it's called the the full title, "The Sins of the Fathers." Chapter one, Doctor Strange. A real mouthful. It's definitely memorable. Like if you're a kid trying to follow along with all the, the storylines, it's nice and concise. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Like I wouldn't expect a Saturday morning cartoon to have the title The Sins of the Fathers. Mm -hmm. But isn't it? It's based on the comic book title, right? The comic book title is The Amazing Spider-Man. No, but like the issue of the comic. The Spectacular Spider-Man. Web of Spider-Man. Wow. The Ultimate Sins of the Fathers of Spider-Man. <laughs> 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 the 
the amazing sins of the father men men but no i i see what you're saying a lot of times comics will have a uh sort of a mini series that will have like a little little arc a title, title on it yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah, I like the was. Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, or, things like that. Yeah, yeah. We should spend just a second here talking about Doctor Strange. He's another Steve Ditko, Stan Lee character created in 1963, and he's Marvel's Sorcerer Supreme. He's the master of the mystical arts. I know a lot of people who like fantasy, who like sci-fi, that don't really understand Doctor Strange. I don't know that anybody really understands Doctor Strange and what's going on. I, I don't. I don't. You know, back in the 90s and when I was reading comics, like, uh, I read a lot of X-Men. I read a lot of Fantastic Four. And sometimes, like, Doctor Strange would just pop up. And I'd be like, who <laughs> the fuck is this guy with a goatee? What is he talking about? Why is he casting these spells? Why are they? You know, and I, he just never seemed like a, a compelling character or maybe, like, you know, his stories just seemed too, too like hard to, there was no like grounding in them. They're out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there was a time where, and I guess I still do it off and on where I go through old sixties comics and, you know, fantastic Four, Spider-Man, Iron Man, these stories are all pretty straightforward. They're fighting the Soviets or whatever. Dr. Strange is actually a lot like he is in this cartoon. He's just babbling nonsense. <laughs> the, the comics are beautifully drawn. Like they look amazing, but you can't fathom anything that's happening. And it's so weird because for that character to be so prominent for so long, it's yeah. odd. <laughs> and so, and like they use him a lot as plot tool. Like it's like, oh, how are we going to get out of this weird storyline that we ended very, you know, dramatically? Mm-hmm. How are we going to get back to square one? What does have Dr. Strange cast this, cast this spell and everybody's, Everybody's back to normal, but is it? Are they? Um, you know, so it's it's really weird. And I think what the, what I didn't like about Doctor Strange when he popped up in the the comic books was um, that he looked like Vincent Price from that Scooby Doo show that yep. we watched, <laughs> and it just looked like he was a relic of the '60s. Whereas, like, you know, Captain America, they gave a little update to from when he started. Like, they, they these characters all get these updates, and Doctor Strange just looked like. Uh, the the wizard guy from the 60s. That's that's what he looked like to me. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So that's the character. So he'll be prominently involved here. Uh, this particular episode was written by John Semper, who is one of the producers of the show. And he's just done so much stuff. Uh, he wrote on Super Friends, The Smurfs, Snorks, The 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. He was the head writer of the Kid and Play cartoon, as well as the Kid and Play movie, Class Act. Mm. That was my favorite one. Yeah, my favorite kid and play movie. Shailen and I watched that together. Do you remember that part, Shailen? Do you remember, you remember your favorite part in that kid and play movie? I think that was the the wine, right? That was the yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Shailen, if kid and play were going to be superheroes, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing this game. Back. Well, who would they be? They would be kid and play, but with capes. Okay, I like it. They'd be the twins from. Um, uh, super friends. I was going to say the ambiguously gay duo. Um, <laughs> so we we also had Mark Hoffmeyer here, who again just a million credits. I didn't write them all down here, but uh, this episode, this season premiered on April twenty seventh, nineteen ninety six. Oh man, my spidey sense is tingling, Ben. I, I think there's context around here. Mm. Ooh, what were we seeing? 
It's contextual feeling. Okay. So top movies here. This is a trio of bangers. Number one movie, the Jean-Claude Van Damme starring Jean-Claude Van Damme directed The Quest. Haven't seen that one. Never heard of it. You never heard of The Quest? Is it, no. is it a fantasy movie? No, it's... Did you did you look it up at all? No. no. <laughs> I assume it's him doing spin kicks and shit. Yeah, probably. M- most likely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like cool splits. Absolutely. Number two movie. Broken Arrow. <laughs> the Truth About Cats and Dogs. What? Oh, My, the... A rom-com the G- with Jane Ane Garofalo. Jane Ane. And there are cats and dogs living together. It's chaos. The number three film in America, Primal Fear, the legal thriller where Richard Gere is an attorney who is the, he's the defense attorney for a gorilla charged with murder. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Primal Fear. Primate what? Fear. It was a Congo spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Monkey, not guilty. <laughs> NBC was dominating the airwaves here. The top four shows were all NBC shows. You had ER. Amy pleads fifth. <laughs> Amy loves ER. You had Seinfeld mm-hmm. in the number two slot. You had Friends. <laughs> number four, Caroline in the City. Riding the coattails of everything else in that Thursday night lineup, I would say. I watched the hell out of that show. Mm-hmm. It was, I liked it a lot better than Friends. I remember that. None of them were as good as Veronica's Closet. I forgot about that show. Or Suddenly Susan. <laughs> was oh, it, wait. Was I thinking of Suddenly Susan? Was it Suddenly Susan where the dude killed himself? Yeah. And then they wrote it into the Told show as the dude killing himself? Yes, I think yeah. so. Okay. It was very sad. Uh, yeah. And then the photographer from Suddenly Susan went on to be the mayor of Gotham what in the Christian fuck? Bale's version of uh, fucking, That was the one that Bane killed in the football stadium. The eyeliner. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We're not talking about Bane, Chandler. Don't get us off track. Sorry, We're talking the wrong about superhero. Fucking... Spider-Man. Wrong, wrong company, too. <laughs> Not even the right publisher. So the theme song here, we'll play it in a second. It's the best. When I watched it, I was like, wow, this is as 90s as you can possibly get. And I really appreciated it for that. I appreciated it for its, its long length. And then I read that it was, like many cartoon theme songs, written by one Shuki Levy. Yes. But that's not the interesting thing. The guy's written a lot of music. He's great. Song was performed by local legend Joe Perry of Aerosmith. Really? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Although, you know what? As I say it, I wonder if that's a fake thing. I'm gonna just do a little live research. <laughs> I probably should have looked this up earlier. Sh- Shuki Levy did the X Men music, right? I think so. I think that, so. So that makes sense. Yeah. And okay. It's, no, it's... he he did do this. He huh. actually did. Okay. Good for Joe Perry. They told him to go into that studio and shred the fuck out of that axe, and he did. He did. Joe Perry himself tweeted on January 15th, 2019. Did you catch this Easter egg in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Shout out to the theme song I wrote. Well, he didn't write it for Spider-Man the Animated Series. So. The man himself. At best, he confirmed it was there. But we've teased it out long enough. Here is the song.
you'd hear that same riff again in uh, Jaded. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> My... Copied over from Love in an Elevator. Yeah. Absolute favorite part of this song has always been the second verse. I don't know what the second verse words are. Spider blood, spider blood, radioactive spider blood. Okay, so they're just replacing man with blood. That is correct. Okay. Miter blood, miter blood. (laughs) (laughs) Using the Peter Frampton voice box. (laughs) (laughs) This song's got a rad guitar riff, a fucking modulated voice, big noises. What else could you want out of a theme song? Yeah, and it. It it gets you going. It gets you going for the cartoon. It repeats itself constantly. Up until just now, I didn't realize how many sound effects are part of it. Sure. Which is a testament to the animators for just like seamlessly getting that fighting in. Yeah. In the in the opening credits. Getting you amped up. Amped up. My one of my most fond memories is driving down the highway with my mom in the front seat and our kid in the back seat and him going freaking the fuck out. Grandma. I want to sing you a song. And she's like, oh, I'm so excited to hear it. And he went, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, radioactive Spider-Man. <laughs> and he he did it for like a full six minutes until my mom went, are there any other words? And he's like, no. And then he just kept going. <laughs> it was the best. Spider-Man is known as a quipper, right? He deals with stress by talking to the... Uh, to the bad guys there. And he's like, hey, I'm from fucking Brooklyn. No, he's not from Brooklyn. He's from the Queens. Queens. Yeah. Queens. Give me some, give me a queen slice. This Spider-Man is a little bit different. Here's the first dialogue of the episode. The city looks gigantic when you've lost someone you love in it. <laughs> so <laughs> first of all, that, that line is, is horrible. Now, second of all, you heard in the background him shooting webs. Think about the Tom Holland movies or the, the Tobey Maguire or the Andrew Garfield, when he's swinging, there's a gracefulness to it, right? Like he shoots the web, it latches, he swings, he shoots again. I think swinging is the really important word right. here. He swings. There's an arc, right? right. He goes, he like, like gravity brings him down and then he swings back up, right? It's a beautiful semicircle. Pendulum. This Spider-Man is just like blasting webs out every quarter second. <laughs> and he's not actually swinging. He's just... Shooting webs constantly. He's basically flying. Same. <laughs> I was going to say, folks, there's going to be a lot of weird talk this episode. You're just going to have to deal with it. So Peter has lost somebody he loves. And then we flash back to an unknown time. Let's say it's earlier in the day where it's discovered that Mary Jane has disappeared. So in this room, you've got Mary Jane's aunt, Anna. You have Peter's aunt, May. You have Harry Osborne, who is the lover of of mary jane and you have peter and maybe there's somebody else in the room peter for some reason looks like he's about 35 and he's dressed like don johnson in miami vice (laughs) (laughs) interesting character choice in 1996 i love harry osborne here too he looks like he's straight out of like um like archie comics Mm -hmm. uh and his hair is plastered black onto his head with like weird orange tiger stripes or yes it's like the craziest widow's peak yeah that that's correct and that's comics accurate okay (laughs) which is very strange yeah yeah it just looks weird i I guess i like i forgave the comic because it was a still image didn't work animated well it's funny because that's how that character looked in the 60s by contrast peter initially is a high school student he's very like 
thin. Right. And he has like a crew cut and he wears these enormous glasses here. Like I said, he's got a pink t-shirt on, a tan jacket with the sleeves rolled up. He looks ridiculous. And a, and a jawline <laughs> that could cut glass. <laughs> exactly. Here's Peter getting yelled at. I don't know. She was supposed to meet a man she said was her father. That's impossible. He, he abandoned her family when she was a little girl. Why wasn't I told about this? I, I'm sorry. She wanted to keep it a secret. <laughs> I like how they, they slipped in. That's impossible. Her father abandoned her entire family when she was a little girl. <laughs> a thing that normal people would say. Yeah. I love, this is the the, the Spider-Man TAS that I, I know and love. Mm-hmm. Like, it starts off, there's flashbacks that may or may not have happened in previous episodes. Like, mm-hmm. you're just thrown into it and you just have to go along for the ride. Absolutely. Yeah. So he goes swinging. Peter's going to go out and he's looking for someone he loves. That's why he's shooting those webs. Had another interesting nugget here. Why weren't you there to look after her? Anna Watson has every right to be angry with me. I should have been there. I finally gotten rid of my mutation disease. (laughs) What? I like that the mutation disease is what you're hung up on. Why would she? Why does she have every right to be mad at him? Yeah, right. He's she doesn't Mm -hmm. know he's Spider-Man. Does she? I don't no. know. But in no. the mutation disease is a carryover from the second season where he was turning into a Spider-Man, a man spider. Like a literal, okay, like a literal Spider-Man. Yeah, okay. yeah. sort of like Man Bat from Batman. That's like, there was a What If comic in the 90s, I think, where it was like, what if Spider-Man had eight limbs? And it was just, oh, it was Peter that. Parker, but he just had, he had four <laughs> extra arms. It sucked. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. <laughs> He was like Goro, but less good. There's only one Prince Goro. Um, So Spider-Man is swinging around. And again, we don't know how long he's been doing this, but he sees all of a sudden a group of flying ninjas. There's no other way to describe these folks. They're literally in ninja costumes and they're flying in like a a Mighty Ducks flying V. I would say that they're cloaked. Cloaked. Hmm. No, they have like the ninja masks. Yeah, they have ninja masks. I thought they had cloak hoods. They have cloak hoods later. Okay. But they, they look like the bo- the bullets from, from Mario. Like the, the way they're just flying in straight lines. Yeah, there's no, they, they're all body tension, you know? Right, right. <laughs> it's like when you get a, a nice massage, you're no body tension. These people are all body tension. They're stiff as boards. And they f- are flying toward a house that eagle-eyed Marvel fans will know, but Spider-Man did not. Doctor Strange's house, the Sanctum Santorum over on Bleecker Street. You'd recognize it from the Doctor Strange movie, the Avengers movies. It's got the fucking swoopy logo in there. The ninjas go in and they attack Doctor Strange's pal Wong. Unacceptable. Yeah, they're fighting him. Spidey goes in. He's going to help this guy he doesn't know in this house he doesn't know. (laughs) And he shoots web around one of the ninjas. And it's not enough for the ninja to break out of it with super strength. The ninja also radiates like a blue hue when he or she breaks the bonds. That's true. I don't know why. There's <laughs> just no reason yeah, for like, it. You, you could just show them breaking the webs. Like you, you would know they were super strong. Yeah. Like you oh, don't have shit. to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. They've got oh, that, shit. They got the, uh, the sonic wong. <laughs> also, wong here, uh, voiced by George Takei. Really? Yes. That I was unaware of. Yeah. Spider-Man voiced by Prince Eric of Disney fame. Oh, really? Fuck. Yeah. Huh. So, Shit. so they they got George, you know, Star Trek legend George Takei mm-hmm. on this, and they gave him 
Some real bad lines. Real bad. I, I can't even think of one thing he says. Oh, there, actually, yes, I can. There's one line. That I can <laughs> let, me, let me look up if you got it. Uh, da, 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 maybe. I don't think so. Oh, well. But it's about uh, steel is greater than wood. <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't grab that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> and good is stronger than evil. But um, <laughs> Yes. It's quite a character, that Wong. Not at all a stereotype, but these were different times. So I had mentioned that... This is a a different kind of Spider-Man than you might be expecting, and the quips aren't always there. Here's another example. This one's got a bear hug like a bear! Huh? Mary Jane? (laughs) This one's got a bear hug like a bear is maybe the stupidest thing I've heard in a long time. It's atrocious. And you talk to me a lot. Yeah. So it is Mary Jane under the hood. He's being bear hugged by Mary Jane. And I thought, what a stroke of luck for (laughs) Spider-Man. You know, I'm assuming it's the same day that he hadn't been searching for Mary Jane for months that like Anna Watson yells at him. He goes out on the town to look for MJ. He sees flying ninjas. He follows the flying ninjas. He finds MJ immediately. (laughs) Wasn't even a challenge for him. The episode is only like 20 minutes long. No, I know. know? I know. And it's a frenetic 20 minutes. Like this thing did not drag ever. I I had to pause it to breathe. Like it was just kept going. (laughs) So it's Mary Jane. He tries to talk to her, but then she shoots at him with Cyclops eyes because for some reason she has Cyclops powers. Reasons. Red lasers. I don't know. They'd never explain, by the way, how these people have super strength or eye lasers or can fly. I guess. <laughs> I thought Mordo was acting through them, like they were vessels for his powers. That's why they don't have memories. Hmm. That's what I gleaned from it. Okay. Well, to be fair, it's better though, than anything I got. They don't actually explain that. No. Is I know. It, that's yeah. what I just said. Right. I'm, I'm backing you up on it, but I agree with Dave that that's what they were trying to do. So you might be wondering, why would flying ninjas, why would Mary Jane Watson in the Sanctum Santorum, what could they be looking for? And of course, the answer is the Wand of Watum, which (laughs) is a wand (laughs) that looks like a bone. The the Wand of (laughs) MacGuffin. And for something that requires so much effort to get, you might wonder, what kind of spiritual protections are on the Wand of Watum? And the answer is... Is it under lock and key? Is it like, how are they protecting this? Shailen, do you remember? Do you know? Do you have any suggestions how you would... How would you secure a a wand that powerful, an artifact that powerful? You know, I think a cloche seems pretty safe. I think that the writers had seen Beauty and the Beast and how the the mystical rose had been protected, and they said that. (laughs) No actual protection, just a glass jar. (laughs) Just give me that. Listen, it looks cool. It's true. If you have a magical object, don't you want it on display so you can be like, check out this cool magic wand? Maybe so. It's looking bad for Wong and Spider-Man, but then who shows up but Dr. Stephen Strange himself, and Dr. Strange, always interesting garb. He's got a red, two-layered cape, blue flowing cloak. His hair, it's like, it's black on top, and it's black on the bottom, but then there's this big strip of white in the middle. It's like his hair is like Geordie LaForge, you know, like with the, the visor. Hmm. <laughs> it's just like that. You know what I mean? Um, I don't follow you, but I love it. Okay. So he, he shows up, and uh, and he, he gets right to work. 
By the power of omnipotent Arthur, I command you to cease. I grabbed some Doctor Strange lines, I should note. Not a ton, because they're all him babbling nonsense. And at a point, like you can only hear like the Crimson Bands of Citorak so much. <laughs> they're all the same. <laughs> every, like, every line he has, unless he's explaining where he's from, is him casting a spell like by the... the uh, by Odin's beard. The crispy bacon of Wendy's. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a secret Slater we'll talk about, but it's just like, none of it, like it doesn't mean anything. And the words the sewers that he, of Newark. He says don't, <laughs> they don't equate to the thing that happens often or yeah. like in a way that you would ever understand. So <laughs> it's just, it's bizarre. That, I guess that's the charm of the Doctor Strange the barbecue character. barbecue sauce of Arby's. Rescue my meal. <laughs> you're going to Arby's, you're getting that donkey sauce. Okay. That's all I'm saying. So he uses magic to get rid of them. He advises Spider-Man not to go after them, but Spider-Man says, ah, this is a personal matter. And Spider-Man swings away. Now, the the quips might not be, you know, as good as the Spider-Man comics, but this is where he stays true to the source material, where Spider-Man is often undone by his his own, like, hubris or Mm -hmm. his own, like, his hot-headedness, I guess, for lack of a better word. It's always something personal with him, and he kind of runs in before thinking. He's a real hot head. Yeah. Hot Mm -hmm. head. Yeah. So the ninjas are flying away. He's trying to get to Mary Jane. She tries to kill him. He gets a tracker on her. It's all good. He gets a tracker on her ankle. Somehow this mystical power thing didn't notice. Whatever. He follows the tracker, and he ends up at what looks to be a nondescript building, but is actually the center for reunification. Huh. The Center for Reunification. I hope they don't mind if I have a little reunion of my own. There we go. What is that line? <laughs> it's terrible. Who are you, re- who are you reuniting <laughs> with? <laughs> He's like the Neil Hamburger of Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Like, all these lines are just fucking horrible. <laughs> What's going on? Um, so he decides he's going to do a little Spider-Man in into this building, but then it gets covered with the goo from Ghostbusters 2, like the pink slime. I had the same note. It's yeah. the giant slime wall from Ghostbusters 2. That they end up breaking when they have the Statue of Liberty, and the Statue of Liberty is moving to higher or higher. Yes, they yeah, bring the Statue good. of Liberty to life with the slime. And yeah, and then it's positive music. They use, yeah. an, they it, use an NES Advantage to move it. It's good. It's a good movie. It's happy. I like that movie. movie. <laughs> it's, it's got its charms. It's not, yeah, it's not without <laughs> its charms. <laughs> So um, so he tries to get in. It's the crimson bands of Sidorak that are blocking him. Doctor Strange shows up in his ethereal, semi-see-through form and says, no, nah-uh-uh. So now Spidey goes swinging again. And where before he was swinging in traditional animation, now he's swinging in this weird, sterile CGI space. It feels really jarring, the, these sequences. I agree. <laughs> like, I wish they had just animated it because the... You know, this is going against what Shalen thinks. I thought the animation was pretty good. If you're comparing this to the X-Men series, mm-hmm. which, you know, sort of predated this, sort of a predecessor, like, it's ten times better. Like, the animation is with the people are, is in the fight scenes is fine. I don't know why I had to go, like, shitty CGI with the cityscapes. Yeah, it seemed to be the thing of the 90s, right? This was around the time of that cartoon reboot. There oh, was oh, also around this period, 
It was the Iron Man the cartoon. The Iron Man cartoon where they had the same CGI sequence every episode of him getting into and out of his armor. Just strange stuff. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. This was also, by the way, the year after Toy Story had come out. So oh, right, right. People were into CGI. And let me tell you, Kronos Digital Entertainment, you're in a Pixar, okay? That is you fucks. so accurate. No wonder you failed. Well, anyway. Pixar bought them. And they produced uh, <laughs> Finding Nemo. Yeah, <laughs> they did all the underwater effects. It was well, you would think that, but actually, they just did the city uh, swinging part where Nemo goes swinging through the city. They had the oh assets yeah, the, the fish in the fish, the, uh, the the plastic bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's swinging. We're back in the center of reunification, and we see the well. One of the guys is pulling the strings. This is Baron Mordo. Alor seta melaka chumpon kra. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Make a lot of sexy noises. <laughs> we'll talk more about Baron Mordo's origin story in a second here, but he is here. He's got like George Carlin hair, kind of. Like he's kind of balding, but he's got like the long hair. George He's Carlin got a little bit hair. of a George Carlin beard. <laughs> He's dressed in green spandex. Carlin he looks Mordo. ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and he's surrounded by all of his minions who are all, now they're dressed in cloaks, like kind of these tan cloaks with hoods. Kind of monkish, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. He had that setup, that, that stand-up bit about um, the seven spells you can't say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was the um, crimson bands of uh, Shitterack. <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh, the mother fucking reigns of Ragador, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so on and so forth. So we see MJ here. And we established something about Mary Jane's character that I think was in the comics. I'm, I'm sure it was, but it wasn't played up to quite this extent. This institution's purpose is to make you content and fulfilled. Oh, I am. And that character trait, of course, is that Mary Jane is horny and has a daddy fetish. There's, it's icky. She's <laughs> thirsty as fuck. It's fucking strange. Yeah, yeah it's th- this. I don't know what was going on with the script. It, it moved so fast. Mm-hmm. I had to when I watched it again. I was like, "That's what they were doing. This is weird." I had to. It only hit me on the second viewing. Yeah. So the the sort of the curtain hasn't been pulled back yet, but you know something's weird about Mary Jane because it's strange that she would be this horny in this cartoon like she's grabbing onto mordo and she's like hugging him and stuff and i thought oh is she gonna like jump his bones what the fuck is happening here this is bizarre but mordecai put a pin in that mordo sees that they don't have the wand and he goes to his boss his boss dermamu you might remember from the doctor strange movie dermamu Dermamu, i came to bergen dormamu i came to bergen (laughs) so dormamu is penguin the (laughs) <laughs> Actually, they, we, get into, we get into Dormammu's uh, story later, too. But know that he is sort of like the Wizard of Oz here. He's a red face in like a spiral inside a mirror. And he doesn't really talk. Well, he talks, he yells, but he doesn't move that much. A lot of times with Dormammu, it's just like a still shot of him. Yeah, they spent so much time animating Doctor Strange and, and Mordo that they were like, uh, uh, just just make Dormammu red. Like just, just they like took the MS Paint dropper and they just did like autofill and like filled his whole face. Just with like red. a red guy. Yeah, but he's mad, pissed. I am doomed. Doomed. I'm 
me the one of what Bring it to me, no matter what the cost. So he wants that wand. You know what I'm saying? He wants it. He wants it. Now we're back in the Sanctum Santorum. And Doctor Strange, after a tough night, almost ended having the wand of Watum stolen, he puts up new security measures to protect the wand by putting it in the same glass case that it was before in the exact same location. <laughs> Listen, they really trust in whatever magic spell they thought that they cast on the cloak. This guy, with all his magical powers, he could span dimensions. This thing, they tried to steal it. He didn't even put like a magical padlock on it. It's just under a glass case, unprotected. He's a sorcerer. He's not a rocket scientist, okay? Don't expect uh, him to think about think about that stuff. He has a PhD in medicine, Dave. Oh, in, oh right. In medicine. Right. Oh, well, I'm glad you brought that up, Shalyn, because but not not in security. <laughs> many viewers, this being Doctor Strange's first appearance in this series, may not know who Doctor Strange is. So he starts to explain the quote unquote deadly rivalry between himself and Baron Mordo. And if you've seen the Doctor Strange movie, you get the gist of it, right? Like he was a surgeon. He got into a car accident. He hurt his hands. He went to the Ancient One to do good. Anyway, so on and so forth. But what I appreciated about this telling is how Doctor Strange described himself pre-accident. As a prominent New York doctor. <laughs> That's not something <laughs> you call yourself, per se. A prominent New York doctor. Yeah, what do you mean? That was a really natural way for him to transition. It's like he's practicing for a job interview. Like. <laughs> I'm a prominent New York doctor. Tired of being a sorcerer. I want to be a doctor again. I'm going to I'm going to NYU School of Medicine. <laughs> I want to be a prominent New York doctor. I'm a prominent Southern Massachusetts content creator. That's what it says on my LinkedIn. You find it. You find that description. You found me. So Doctor Strange goes to see the Ancient One in the flashback, and he's wearing the same pink sweatshirt that Peter was wearing in the early scene. So they're kind of kindred spirits. Within seconds of him being there, he sees Baron Mordo try to kill the Ancient One, and he stops him, or he warns the Ancient One. <laughs> Just, again, convenient, like, Spider-Man, yeah, Mary Jane diving there. It, well, I know the flashback probably, he probably edited out a whole bunch of stuff, but, like, watching it, he was probably, he got there, he talked to the Ancient One, the Ancient One refused to fix his hands, and then he was leaving and saw Mordo. It was maybe, like, five minutes, and then all of a yeah. sudden he's, you know superiors he's good he's good now <laughs> the sorcerer supreme <laughs> so he, they go through the whole story in like a minute maybe and it ends with dr strange saying we've been coming to this this is the biggest battle of my life like i've been preparing for a fight with mordo and the way that i read that and i could be wrong was he didn't know when or where mordo was going to pop up right like he had no idea this this was him noticing oh my god mordo is is coming for me i gotta be ready which made the next scene to me even funnier because now we're at the Daily Bugle, right? The J. Jonah Jameson run paper. Peter's there. He's a photographer. He's there with a pal. And? So he's the head of the Center for Reunification? Yes. It's some kind of secret cult. They say this Mordo fellow recruits his disciples with promises of reuniting them with lost loved ones. <laughs> so... <laughs> Doctor Strange had no idea where Mordo was. This was a you know big news to him. The Daily Bugle has a computer file, and he's apparently quite notorious. <laughs> All he had to do was look up Mordo's Angel Fire site on early internet <laughs> and find him. 
the GeoCities website, and he would have yeah. he would have found him that whole time. But um, this is like a gift that takes forever to load on the page. <laughs> it's just two two people hugging like they meet. <laughs> I love um like you do. I know this is a constant thing in comics and in a lot of cartoons too, but like how immediate Peter's plight aligns to the plot. Mm-hmm. I wish. I was back up with, you know, back together with Mary Jane, reunited with loved ones. Wow. <laughs> that works out it's, well. <laughs> yeah. How convenient. And it's just, think about that cult promise, right? The promise of reuniting you with lost loved ones. How, I don't even understand how that would draw people in. Like, and yes, he's doing it with brainwashing and magic or whatever, but. It was before the internet. So it's like a private investigator, but with a dormitory. Like, think while about. While you waited for the investigator to have mm. information. Let's think about my favorite cult, the Heaven's Gate cult. Oh, dear. They brought people in with dreams of like they were going to meet aliens and like the aliens were going to do whatever. That's a real bastardization of their whole thing. But like people bought into that. <laughs> but the idea that yeah, it was pretty be spot on, actually. <laughs> reunited with dead people? Like, that's. <laughs> I don't know. Was it dead people or just lost loved ones? Everybody that we yeah. see oh, that is dead. Or actually, no, maybe Mary Jane's dad isn't dead. Yeah, she doesn't mm-hmm. know that. He left. Mm-hmm. But like the Heaven's Gate cult, let's, let's stick to the dead people though. Like the Heaven's Gate cult said like you could meet aliens. Okay, what's, I mean, they don't exist. What's the difference between aliens and dead people? Like maybe he preyed upon people that thought the dead could rise or mm-hmm. he could raise the dead. And I mean, a lot of religious cults, have the the like immortality thing going for it so it's like oh your loved ones aren't gone they're just somewhere else we'll help you get there shallon i have a question for you oh boy if marshall applewhite from the heaven's gate cult <laughs> was gonna be a superhero he'd be dr x <laughs> dr x yeah Ms. professor professor x, x is <laughs> dr x oh the prominent new york doctor dr x yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right i'll buy that by that we're getting there so peter decides that he's gonna do a little infiltration mission for his reuniting and he goes to the center and we see him and now he's inside and he's being guided around by like a dude with flowing hair peter is also wearing the cloak thing keep that in mind that becomes a a strange question for me in a minute here but he gets like you you walk in you just automatically get a cloak like i thought you had to do some like cult initiation shit to get your cloak well i mean mortal will get there with him in a second but Uh, he gets the cloak that's the important thing and he gets led to a room that this new york city building the room looks like it's from like a castle that was built in like 1200 that is correct (laughs) it's like all stone walls and stuff it's the the last structure from when long island was actually like farmland a strong island right that's right walking here (laughs) That's right. yeah, don't mess with New York. <laughs> so Peter, upon hearing that he'll meet Mordo soon, immediately leaves his room and starts climbing walls <laughs> with no Spider-Man gear on. Very covert. <laughs> he hears somebody come and he immediately clings to the wall and climbs on the ceiling. And um, the, my favorite part of that was when he went, Phew, they didn't see me, yeah. but they could look up at any moment. <laughs> yeah, it's like when bad guys in video games have no peripheral vision. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So he finds Mary Jane's room in seconds. Again, it's a cartoon. You got to get there fast, right? We talked about Mary Jane's behavior. A little strange. Here's a couple examples. Brother Mordo has reunited us. I see Daddy every day. Oh, boy. Here's more. We've become so close. 
Nothing can come between us again. Just, <laughs> I don't know. Nope. Mordo has like studied the, the Freudian psychology, I think. So skeevy. It skeeved me out it, so much. It, I hated it so such, much. Is it the line as it's written, or is it the way I think that she... I think it's delivery. I think it's the breathiness yeah. of it. Yeah, and I know she's supposed to be, like, brainwashed or whatever, but, like... She doesn't sound brainwashed. <laughs> she definitely sounds something, but brainwashed ain't it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the delivery. She's thirsty. So, Peter thinking Mary Jane's acting weird decides to try to force her to leave. Whoops. It <laughs> doesn't work out too well for Peter because she's not down and she calls an alarm. Yeah. There's a lot of like soap opera arguing here. Like there's a lot of wrist grabbing yeah, yeah. and shoulder grabbing and like, you know, head turning and all that stuff. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, it's, it was, it was wild. So the, the guards come, they grab him by the arms and he thinks to himself, I can't use my spider powers. There's too many people. That didn't stop him a couple minutes ago, and it's true. he could have pretended and just punched him kind of hard, but whatever. The point is, now he's in front of Baron Mordo, who's like, yeah, I reunited her with her dad. What's up? <laughs> and then he goes to Peter like, isn't there anybody you'd like to be reunited with? And Peter goes into this fugue state, and he sees his parents, and it's his mom and dad, and Mordo is talking through his mom. It's weird. It's so sad. <laughs> it's so sad. Yeah. It's very sad. Peter it's is like the yeah. the mirror in um the Harry Potter movie. Oh, the mirror of Erised. Of the course. Very one. Yes, of course. All listeners will know the mirror of Erised. It's desire backwards, see, because you see what you desire. It's mystical. Now Diagonally. Diagonally. <laughs> diagonally. <laughs> Those movies are fine. So <laughs> All of a sudden, Peter wakes up. He's back in his bedchamber. He's in the cloak, and he's awake, and he thinks, did I really see my parents? And he's not really sure, but he quickly decides, I need to get the fuck out of here. I got to get MJ. I got to go. So he pulls off the cloak, and underneath is his full Spider-Man uniform, except for the mask. And I thought, at what point did he put the Spider-Man uniform on? Unimportant. Did he walk in with it? Like, when did he get changed into the Spider-Man uniform that nobody ever saw it? Maybe when he was clinging to the arch of the, um, like, 1,400-year-old church that he was in. Oh, maybe. Okay. <laughs> because, like, he wakes up with it on, and I thought, huh. Ostensibly, he passed out or whatever when he was getting brainwashed. Mm -hmm. And they carried him back to his chamber. Didn't anybody say, hey, hey, look at this guy. He's dressed like fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> but I guess not. <laughs> I mean, most of them are brainwashed. That's true. So maybe they're blind by that? <laughs> so you would think from Peter's actions here that he understands that something is not quite right. But magic, Shailen, magic can be both practical <laughs> and strong. That was a very angry sigh I just gave you. In case the microphone didn't... Where am I? What happened? Did I really see my parents? I've got to get Mary Jane and get out of here before Mordo brainwashes me, too. My children, our time is at hand. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I thought this is very funny. Dozens of people just start floating out of the building, <laughs> just floating away. <laughs> I love how it sounds like that talking head song. My God, what have I done? <laughs> this is not my beautiful wife. 
This is not my Mary Jane. <laughs> so Spider-Man in full Spider-Man garbed is brainwashed. He's floating with the rest of them. And then they all descend back to Doctor Strange's house. And Doctor Strange is fighting off all the cloak people who are no longer nin- ninjas. I don't know why they were ninjas to begin with when they're not here. I, I guess it then. doesn't matter. It made them less visible. And all of a sudden, Spider-Man webs Doctor Strange. And it's like, oh, fuck. Oh, oh fuck. Spider- oh, what's, what's going to happen? Because Spider-Man dangles Doctor Strange out the window. And you cut to commercial. And you know what's going to happen. And you might have gone when you were a kid. You might have got your Mountain Dew or your Sunny Delight. You might have done a little dance. I don't know. But you come back from commercial and Doctor Strange is hanging by a hand. Spider-Man. Listen to me, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh, great all-seeing eye of Agamotto. Spider-Man. <laughs> I love how he's this universally strong super super wizard, right? Mm-hmm. And the only way, like, the simple way to stop him is just to tie his hands. Yep. Yeah. He can't, he can't cast spells. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, think would, you think as the Sorcerer Supreme, you would have figured out how to prevent that. It's true. What? Do you think that you can cast spells without your hands, Dave? That's foolishness. Yeah, what are you going to use your feet? Your Words? Little, your, little, your little foot weirdo? Huh? What if you didn't have hands? Your little foot boy? Well, then you wouldn't be a sorcerer. I am a foot guy. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag foot guy. <laughs> Yeah, don't. don't. That's, that's, a different, that's a different kind of strange. I noticed here that Doctor Strange looked exactly like J. Jonah Jameson. Mm-hmm. Down to like the way he said Spider Man. <laughs> was like, is, is there a subtext Spider-Man? to this? Is J. Jonah Jameson Doctor Strange in the, the fiction of this show? It's possible. Mm-mm. No, it's not possible. I mean, it could have been when they made the cartoon, but that is not the case mm-hmm. in the cartoon. Oh, okay. So. Doctor Strange calls for the all-seeing eye of Agamotto, which literally manifests itself as a eye coming out of his forehead. It's cool. It's cool. And he sees that Spider-Man is under a spell, and he says some nonsense, and then <laughs> Spider-Man is no longer under the spell. Spider-Man's fine. The best part is when he's like, I need the all-seeing eye, just as I already knew. Now I need a different mystical thing to get rid of the thing that <laughs> yeah. I knew. He's all, he always has to cast like mystical like waves and like circles and shapes and stuff they're to do different things there's not like a one size catch-all kind of spell <laughs> uh, the the catch-all of agamemnon <laughs> agamemnon so spider-man is back he's he's good but we go to the unification center where they've got the wand of course mj has it because who else would have it and she gives it to Mordo. and thank you father Oh, Daddy, I love you. And I love you too, my child. Oh, God. But what she's hearing is the gentle voice of a parent, not a creepy sorcerer. I love you too, darling. It's still the way she talks. Yeah. Oh, And the way that he says it too is real creepy. Daddy. This was actually the plot of the most recent Spider-Man movie, and it turned out (laughs) it was a crossover with that HBO show Euphoria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. That's really hip, Dave. You're bringing up these new HBO shows. Like, I've never seen it. I just assume that it's about <laughs> it's about weird sex stuff. That's like that show This Is Us. Same thing. Right? I don't think so. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. just like This Is Us. Hashtag This Is Us. <laughs> Man, did you see that season, that series finale? 
It's oh, crazy. Did, did it end? I only saw the uh, one where the girl killed her dad because she wanted a dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> seen what episode of that show? I get it. I'm in. Oh, you man. didn't even see an episode. You saw like a minute and a half. Yeah, it made me mad because that selfish girl made her dad go back into the raging house fire. And you know what? He For didn't the make dog. it. Milo Vinto Mimigigliga. He didn't make it. <laughs> Can I tell you? He didn't make it. <laughs> Hashtag this was us. I didn't like that show. No, I didn't either. No show I didn't like The Morning Show. NCIS. Steve Carell. Oh, I didn't even watch that. No, nor did <laughs> Not I. Not interested. I didn't like it. I watched a couple episodes. I was like, this This feels like someone's trying to be Aaron Sorkin. No, well, that's not what you want. One, I don't know why they would want to be Aaron Sorkin, but two, like, it's not working. <laughs> that's a show that, like, in five or ten years, I'm going to be like, I need something to watch. And I'll watch the entire series sure. in, like, four days. And sure. then at the end, I'll be like, why did I do that with my life? Mm. Like, when I watched all of The West Wing that time. Oh, great song from The West Wing, though. I'm going to lay it in under this whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's very orchestral. It's very great. What if the West Wing just started with the Spider-Man theme song? <laughs> West Wing, radioactive <laughs> politics. <laughs> Martin Sheen, Martin Sheen. <laughs> this show is starring Martin Sheen. And then Joe Perry would finally be back to work. Joe Perry's doing fine. I know, I'm just kidding. So, it's my joke. back to Spider-Man. We are back at the Sanctum Santorum again. Assumedly, MJ and Mordo are fucking the night away. And Gross. Doctor Strange here has the, the heavy lifting of exposition because now he has to explain to the viewer who Dormammu is. Dormammu. Who? Dormammu is a powerful, evil entity who travels from dimension to dimension, <laughs> draining the life energy out of all universes. Dormammu. 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 I think that that's actually about right for the Dormammu character, but there's another character called Galactus, who is like the eater of galaxies, who does essentially this exact same thing. Hmm. I don't know. Galactus is a big bad. I'm sure you'll see him in the MCU sooner or later. I feel like they could have split this episode into two, so you didn't have a flashback (laughs) every 30 seconds. Or an explanation every 30 seconds. No, no, no. I disagree. Time is money. You got to pack every second so full of stuff that you don't know if you're coming or going. I can barely decide. Jalen, what do you think? I, I don't think that having the interruption of the plot line that often for flashbacks would be conducive to storytelling in this venue. I lost you. All right, professor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I blanked there. Yeah. <laughs> So were you saying who you who do you agree with? You. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, that's that's good. I agree with Ben. So the point of this right is side of an isosceles triangle. <laughs> they're going to fight Baron Mordo and the crew. Doctor Strange is like, Spider Man, you'll probably die. And Spider Man said, Fuck it, I don't care. And it takes them a long, long time to get there. For an episode that we're talking about with so much happening, this is just the slowest thing ever. They're talking. They're flying, they're talking, they're walking, they're flying, they're talking. Here is but a small sample of their banter. 
Here we are again, Wong, about to leap into the unknown to fight the deadliest battle of our lives. Exciting, is it not, Doctor? It is. No offense, but you guys are really weird. Let us go. You guys are weirder than the Mets, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you, when you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Hey, you're no Don Mattingly. So now they're fighting. Bobby Vanilla. <laughs> we had a long fight sequence here. So Wong is fighting with two glowing swords, as, as Dave mentioned. Steel is stronger than wood. Good is stronger than evil. Love is thicker than blood. Doctor Strange is sending out shadow versions of himself. Spider-Man swinging around. But we end up in Baron Mordo's chamber, where Spider-Man gets the wand away. Or does he at this point? I don't remember who has the wand. But he, he, webs, he, he webs the wand away. And then Doctor Strange comes in, and he's going to fight Mordo. And it's like Return of the Jedi, right? Like just two titans squaring off. But Spider-Man, being a bro, he wants to help. But Wong physically holds him back. Wong, we have to help him. You cannot. This is a mystical battle that only Doctor Strange can win. What? <laughs> Excuse me? That's not true at all. And we'll, <laughs> find not... out, we'll find out that it's not true at all in about... Two minutes. Yeah, like Because they're fighting. Like There's a point where Baron Mordo is holding Doctor Strange down physically. There's no mystical powers there. Oh, man. That scene, he's just pounding Strange. <laughs> <laughs> just going to town on him. Oh, boy. They're in a fight, but then Doctor Strange starts screaming about the light blotting out the darkness. And he shoots a cum fountain at Mordo yeah. at one point. And it it blots out the darkness. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he... He eventually overpowers Mordo, and it's not looking good for old Baron Mordo. But then Dormammu can, is like watching the battle from his mirror, and he's like, Mordo, you suck. And somehow he can possess Mordo, and you can tell that he possesses Mordo because he immediately throws up the devil horns. <laughs> I don't know why he did this. <laughs> That's his meditation fingers. But, but now Dormammu is in the body of Mordo, and he pulls out the ultimate spell immediately. I call down the rain of Ragador. Oh, okay. fuck the rain of Ragador. The rain of Ragador. <laughs> and the rain of Ragadorn is so devastating that it's like it's like when Charlie Brown has a bad day and it's just raining on him. It's just raining yellow on Doctor Strange. He surrounds himself with his cape, but it doesn't appear to be doing any damage I, I whatsoever. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's the rain of Ragadorn. <laughs> like... Like the red stuff, like clearly blocks things, right? Like it, it has a physical, <laughs> right? You know, feel to it. Like the the rain of Ragador is just like, oh, you've got a personal sad cloud yeah. over you. Yeah, it's good for the rest of the world to be able to tell that about you when you approach. <laughs> it, yeah, I guess so. Wong, who is ostensibly you know versed in the mystical arts, he can't do anything either. He's powerless against the rains of Ragador. So. To help out his friend, Spider-Man stupidly jumps into the mirror, and now he's in Dormammu's dimension. Again, the cartoon does a pretty good job sort of representing this as the comics did. It's just this weird psychedelic mishmash of shapes and staircases and madness, all this stuff. So Dormammu turns himself into a big dragon, and he's going to fight Spider-Man. There's only one way, Shailen, to defeat the reigns of Ragadorn. Do you know what they are? Will you tell me? The rings of Ragadorn, of course. Of course. <laughs> Takes Doctor Strange a few minutes to remember rain, rings, rains, rings. And he calls the, the rings. rings of Ragadorn. 
the rings of Ragadorn surround him and the rain goes away and all is well. So now he goes into the dimension. Now he's going to help Spider-Man and they're chasing each other and it's very, it's very wacky. But then Dr. Strange pulls out his trump card. By the light of Agamotto, disperse Dormammu's magic. <laughs> I like, he had all of those crazy spells, but the one that he uses to beat Dormammu is disperse his magic. Is that all it takes? And also, why did it take him so long to defeat Dormammu if that's all it took? <laughs> yeah, do you have to do like build-up spells first? It's I like, guess. It's like right. a, a warm-up so you don't pull a magic muscle or something? It's a like magic muscle? <laughs> It's like you're fighting a big boss in a video game, right? And like you got to shoot the armor pieces off until you get to the core, and then you can do like the simple thing. But right, right, right. You got to get there. Mm. So the point is, they get out of the portal, and Doctor Strange starts to close it. But then all of a sudden, <laughs> who comes in? You forgot about MJ, didn't you? Sure forgot did. about Mary Jane. Here she comes. Daddy, uh, are you in here, Daddy? Uh, Daddy, uh, uh, Daddy. <laughs> and, not doctor, doctored at all. No, that's how it was in the cartoon. Maybe, <laughs> maybe this should have been censored. Maybe it should have been. Yeah, maybe it was. Maybe this is the toned down version. Who's to say? <laughs> so, so then, oh, <laughs> fucking Doctor Strange shows up, and he's like, "I can, I can fix this." Now you'll recall. Just a few moments ago, when Spider-Man was brainwashed, Doctor Strange shot a little spell at him. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man was fine. This took a matter of seconds. Here, Doctor Strange grabs Mary Jane around the head as if he's going to give her a noogie or something. Like It's not a compassionate hug. It's very aggressive. A noogie. And he doesn't use a spell. He uses a different kind of magic he likes to call emotional torture. Let's take a listen. <laughs> Let me handle this. Mary Jane, you must learn to face the truth about your father. And, and, and this house, it, it's never clean. Lousy kids Look on your father as he was. And, and... <laughs> so she... This is so abusive. <laughs> this is fucked up. <laughs> he forces Mary Jane into a real memory of her childhood where she sees her father being abusive. Hold on. A repressed memory right. that she has blocked out in her mind. Or maybe she had it, but the brainwashing blocked it out. Whatever the case is, like it's a nightmare memory. And she's sobbing. And then we zoom back to present day where Mary Jane is now sobbing. And Spider-Man asks, is she okay? And Doctor Strange looks and goes, she's very well. All the while, you could hear her sobs in the background. I think I have a she's clip of it in a second. She's just crying the whole time. I had a, 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 help me unwrap this thought. Sure. Here. So, I had it written down, in this moment, Doctor Strange is just as bad as Baron Mordo. In a sense. He's almost brainwashing Mary Jane, Mm -hmm. but just in a way that is advantageous for him and (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah. Right? And he's showing him, or showing her, a terrible memory. Not the whole picture, right? Just this one terrible thing to get her unbrainwashed, but specifically to help him and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it's different than, than Mordo. I mean, aren't good and evil just two sides of the same coin? Exactly. You know, Shailen? Eh. Eh. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, Mordo's using her to commit crimes, and Doctor Strange is trying to help her to not do that. So there's there's a... Isn't there, isn't it's there not a the better... Same. Isn't there... But the <laughs> different ends, the same. same means? Like, and different motivations? We'll point out again... 
I'm just going to underscore here. Mere minutes ago, he shot a little spell at Spider-Man. All was well. Right. He didn't, he didn't have to grab Spider-Man and give him, he, like, fucked up nuggies. That's he true. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have to do this to MJ. He, he, no, he, he did not. do it. No, he did not. Maybe it was a duration thing. Maybe Spider-Man was just a little bit magic so he could uh, zap it out. Mm, and I, could, I could buy that. I could buy that. This is um, Shailen's breathy sigh episode, by the way. <laughs> it's a lot of... A lot of uh, I agree. Daddy? Uh, are you in here, Daddy? Uh, Daddy? Uh, uh, Daddy? So gross. Mary Jane is very well, but she's she's clearly not okay. And this <laughs> is where I agree with Dave that the episode probably could have been two episodes. What I'm going to play for you, like all clips, is completely undoctored. This is all about five seconds. It's the most power-packed five seconds I've ever seen in my life. Excellent. Is she okay? She is very well. <laughs> she cannot help her now. <laughs> that happened in real time. So you hear Mary Jane sobbing. All seems well. All of a sudden, the mirror has not been closed. The portal is open. An enormous hand reaches out because somehow Dormammu doesn't need the wand to it's get enormous. out anymore. It's enormous. Grabs Mary Jane, hand. pulls her into the portal. Nobody even reacts. And Doctor Strange goes, we can't help her. <laughs> what? So yeah, don't, much. Even, don't even try, Peter. So Doctor Strange explains that Dormammu can only come into their dimension if he's invited by somebody and so she has to repel him and i was sure that that was going to be another episode that we weren't talking about but no the episode continues we're in dormammu's dimension and he's in a throne of some sort and she's standing before him and he turns into her dad and and we can be together you're you're not my father Oh, yes, yes, I am, my child. Come. And she does. Daddy? Uh. And... <laughs> Out of context, I was reading this, but now, it, now obviously you've applied it, but um, I had a note here saying, oh, the moaning. Yeah, yeah. a lot of moaning here. A lot of moaning oh, here. Oh, the moaning. Again, that was a, it was a choice. That was a direction. But Mary Jane does reject Dormammu. She's like, you're not my father. And he just screams, don't reject me. That's the one thing you cannot do. But somehow <laughs> <laughs> that simple sentence by her propels her backwards out of the, the mirror and then uh, into Spider-Man's arms. Mary Jane, thank heavens you're back. Excuse me? Mary Jane, thank heavens you're back. <laughs> Why are they, what is going on with the moans? It sounded like they put in a porn soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know why. It's just man, it's fucking crazy. So now Doctor Strange does close the portal. The rapture of going into <laughs> another dimension. So as Doctor Strange closes the portal, he whisks the group of him, Wong, Spider-Man, and Mary Jane away, and the whole building disappears into nothingness. And I had the thought. There were a lot of people in there. <laughs> what happened to the rest of the people? <laughs> Did they all die? Did Doctor Strange help them all and send them on their way before the building was collapsed into the ether? They got applicated. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Huh. They oh, stopped boy. making those Nike shoes because of the Heaven's Gate thing. Did you as, know that? As they should. I thought it was no. Keds. No, it was no, Nikes. Nike. Oh, it was Nikes. Okay. Yeah, you, you can get them online, but they're expensive. Like, hundreds of dollars. Why would you buy them? Uh, you're a, an Who are you talking to, Dave? Who are you talking to? 
Yo, what are you, why would you paint this picture of me as somebody who's going to buy the suicide sneakers? You've got the suicide doing? sneakers. You've got that lamp that Ed Gein made. <laughs> I have a lock of Dahmer's hair. What of it? <laughs> some people are collectors, okay? Just an enthusiast. Yeah. Anyway, here's some parting words. Never tickle. The Vishanti have smiled on us. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And <laughs> there's uh-huh. the, the the never tickle and then the the oh daddy clip just oh boy there's a mashup there waiting to happen. So Spider Man swings away with MJ. He's going to bring her home. Spider Man and Wong are reflecting on a job well done, and then all of a sudden, Doctor Strange realizes that something is amiss, and he looks up, and it's like the camera pans out, and they're inside a crystal ball, and there's some old lady looking at him. I don't know. This, this old lady is Madame Webb. Who? Madame Webb. Is she like a spider lady? So in the comic books, she's like a she's like a really powerful mutant or superhero. But in this, they have her. She's like a cosmic being that oversees him, and she like it, you know she gets into there's more like cosmic stuff going on that involves Peter Parker and Spider Man and all of that. She appears, I think, every chapter. But again, it's like. Episode one of season three was this, and then there was a bunch of random ones. And then episode five, she comes back again. So I can never remember what she really did. I think she was also the inspiration for uh, Snoke in the new <laughs> yes, Star perhaps. Wars movie. <laughs> yes. Safe to say that uh, season three, episode one is where Spider-Man, tough as shit, really went off the rails, this cosmic stuff. Yeah. 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 Again, this could have been two episodes because you have this destroyer of worlds dormammu this vampire of universes like mm-hmm. and they just have mary jane defeat him yep yeah. like well yeah. it's in, it's interesting too because the way that this sets up with the crystal ball and whatever you're like oh is dr strange going to come back but no right so weird note to end on but that is spider-man the animated series show it to a child yes no maybe yes and i have Oh, boy. It's a great show. Okay. Has your son seen all of the episodes? I think we watched the entire series from start to finish and then select episodes a second time through. Mm. Okay. So you know what happens with Madame Webb. You just let me hang out there to drink. (laughs) He has seen all of the episodes while I was on the couch with a blanket napping. Uh, Okay. 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 That's fair. So no. I would show this to a kid. It's ridiculously frenetic. Very fun. A lot of, maybe not this episode, a lot of daddy weird weirdness going on, but mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that's that's probably why you wouldn't show it to a child, Ben. Yeah, it, this episode is bonkers. <laughs> wouldn't show this particular episode, but past that, sure, why the fuck not? And uh, I mean, what else could we go with? But one to five moans for daddy. <laughs> for this episode? I, give it. I was going to say, we've done this 120 times. Rate however you want. I wasn't asking a question. Oh, all right. I oh, was, that, I was putting like context you were, to it. You, the, your timber went up. That's how I talk. It was inquisitive. I would give this episode two. Hmm. Hmm. There's a lot about the rest of the series that's not here, or there's, not a, there's too much here. And Mary Jane's uh, aunt in the opening sequence with the weird lipstick and the mashed potato and head. The blood really, pressure, yeah. She really 
made it uncomfortable for me and I was just not happy through the whole episode. And also it's bonkers. Hmm. It's totally nuts. Radioactive spider blood. Mm. Mm. Totally nuts. Totally <laughs> nuts. I'd give this um three and a half daddy moans with maybe a little giant hand uh, <laughs> coming through the mirror. I like this a lot. I thought the the one thing that threw me off with this episode the the moans were were was weird. But um the one thing that threw me off was I I felt like the so we watched this on Daily Motion mm-hmm. and I felt like the person that uploaded this cut out like every other split second cuz it moved so it was paced so That's- quickly. Can confirm that that is not true because uh, I watched it on Disney Plus and Same. Daily Motion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's just like the the pacing is very weird and it throws the whole the whole show off. It's bad um, animation. So yeah, three and a half out of five. Ben, what about you? Yeah, I think three and a half sounds about right. Uh, as we said, this episode is sexual, you know, mm. but that's a good thing. I think it's good for good for growing up. Um, it's relatively faithful to the comics. The Doctor Strange stuff is actually about as authentic as you would want it to be for better or for worse. And that, that's a good thing. Animation was fine. Characters were fine. Like it was all just kind of fine. But you know, the thing that really brings it together is the Joe Perry performance. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Very necessary. Very notable. All right. I'd like Um, to increase my score by a quarter of a, of a moan for that. Okay. A quarter moan? A quarter, quarter moan. moan. <laughs> it's, it's like a, uh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it's, it's not, a home improvement thing. Ooh. Not a half moan? No. Or a sturgeon moan? So that is Spider-Man the Animated Series, and I have to take a pee break, or my kidneys are going to explode. Okay, go, 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 go. Have you seen the, the, the Charles Manson? Seltzer line? Helser Seltzer? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like that. Um, <sighs> the Brian Seltzer Orchestra? I don't know. I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Shailen, you got one? Sure don't, Dave. Sure All don't. Right. All right. Well, we talked a lot about quips. You know, it's mm-hmm. Spider-Man. He's famous for them. I think it's like probably Deadpool and then Spider-Man in terms of the quippiest superhero. Okay. Flash. Flash is yeah, he's pretty quick, quippy and Plastic Man, but it's it's Deadpool, it's Deadpool Spider Man. In that vein, I thought I'd make a game, and I thought I would call it Web Zingers. Mm. So in this mm. game, it's going to be just as frenetic as the episode we just watched. Don't shake your head; that was a clever pun. And That's not what I'm shaking my head at. <laughs> are, you, are you shaking your head at Ben's daddy moans? I'm shaking my head at the fact that I'm not quick on my feet with quips. Like, I specifically am bad at that very... That is the thing I'm not good Shailen, at. Shailen, don't be so okay. hard on yourself. That's okay. No. Do your best. We're, the, the game right. is now called Positive Reinforcement. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's going to be just as frenetic. I'm going to go different types of questions. There's going to be multiple choice. There's going to be, you know, fill in the blanks. There's going to be... You're going to have to maybe do your own quip. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to go rat-a-tat-tat here. Okay? So... You both have the chance to answer here. Great. Okay. okay. Welcome to Web Zingers. Question one. In Ultimate Spider-Man by Bendis and Bagley, what kind of jokes does Spidey use when he comes face to face with Kingpin? 
the type of joke. Knock knock jokes. Ben? Uh yo mama jokes. Ooh. Very, very close. <laughs> fat jokes. Oh, okay. Fat jokes. Question two. Give me a fat joke, so you gotta write your own. Give me a fat joke Spidey might use on Kingpin. Winner's gonna get a point. I'll give you a couple seconds. Let me know when you're ready. I'll go first. Kingpin, you're so fat that when you sit around the house, you sit around the house. Can you can you do that? Can you do that a little better when you sit around the house? You sit around the around the house. <laughs> Shailen, you got one. What you weren't going to chase me and get off your lard ass to do it? <laughs> <laughs> Shailen wins. Okay, question three in Superior Spider-Man. Spidey's taking a while to get back into the groove of things after Doc Ock had taken over his body for a bit. So he, like, mm. they kind of swapped bodies. Finally, he hits his stride when he hurls a classic zinger at the pumpkin bomb hurling Green Goblin. What accessory of Green Goblins does Spider-Man mock? His little hat thing. It looks like a dick. He's got a little dick hat. <laughs> the little, oh, the little purple dick hat? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. His bag. Oh, Shailen, you got a point. It's Greenie's man purse, and here's the line. Accept the dignity of knowing I never carried a man purse. Got him. Got him. A zinger. It's Zing. two to one, Shailen. See, Shailen, you got nothing to worry about. I didn't say I was worried, Dave. Except maybe this next question. What punctuation is Spidey always harping on other characters for misusing or remembering? Throughout the comics. <laughs> what punctuation? Mm -hmm. By these questions, I'm just going to say Spider-Man sucks. <laughs> <laughs> A dick. Uh, let's say the the much-louded semicolon. Okay. Shailen? Damn it. I was going to say semicolon. The M dash. I go with the, the regular colon. <laughs> Play those modes, Ben. <laughs> oh, daddy. Shailen, what was your answer? The regular colon. <laughs> Daddy? Uh, are you in here, Daddy? Uh, Daddy? Uh, uh, Daddy? It was the hyphen. The hyphen. The hyphenated oh, okay. name. Yeah, so he's always, he breaks the fourth wall a couple times and, you know, thanks people for pronouncing his name with the hyphen. Mm. All right. Nobody gets the point there. It's still, still Shalen's game here. Two to one. Five. An alien threatens Spider-Man and tells Spidey to give him his name. What name does Spider-Man give him? Doctor Strange. Go after that guy. Uh, the Spider-Man. I don't know. <laughs> he gives him J. Jonah Jameson's name. Oh, okay. <laughs> son of a bitch. And then he proceeds to give him his full address and says, I'm there from around 8 p.m. and on. <laughs> it's pretty Classic. funny. Again, it's still two to one, Shalen. Okay. You have to do your best to try to get as close to the real quip as possible. So I'm going to okay. give you the scenario. This is a real one, right? I'm going to give you the scenario and you give me the quip. So, you know, Spidey, he's not known for his level-headedness, you know? can sometimes get distracted, lose his cool. But what does Spidey do? What does Spider-Man do and say when he meets the villain for the first time, Paste Pot Pete? I don't even know who that is. So Paste Pot Pete is a, is a character... Excuse who walks bad. around, he's got uh, pots of glue on his hips, and he shoots glue. Okay. Paste pot Pete. Paste pot Pete. So 
Face Pop Pete's there. They're on the, the roof of a, an apartment building. And he tells Spider-Man his name. Face Pop Pete, what happens? Spider-Man says, wow, you've really put me in a sticky situation. <laughs> ben? He said, I haven't seen this much glue since the communal issue of Playboy. <laughs> no, he says, uh, he just cracks up and he uh, makes fun of Pace Pop Pete's name. He like laughs so hard he collapses on the floor. And then when he's done laughing, um, he gets up and Pace Pop Pete is gone and because he got upset that he was made fun of. <laughs> PPP? Yeah, PPP. Hmm. So still two to one, Shailen. Okay, Deadpool and Spidey, they got a classic team up. All right. In one particular uh, issue, they get into a Yo Mama joke battle. Oh. And Spidey just is having a real hard time competing with Deadpool in that. Mm -hmm. Finally, though, at the end, he comes up with a good one. So this is a multiple choice, a multiverse choice. Is it A, your mother is so ugly that a scroll tried to copy her during the invasion and died of ugly? Mm -hmm. Is it B? Your mom is so ugly that Nick Fury saw her and took his other eye out. Is it C, your mother is so ugly that she won an ugly contest against you? Or D, your mama is so ugly she looks like Wolverine's butt? Oh, boy. B. I'm going to go with Wolverine's butt. It's actually A, your mother is so ugly that a scroll tried to copy her during the invasion and died of hmm. ugly. The other was my, those. Those were fake. <laughs> Still two to one, Shailen. All right, finish the quip. Now we're going. Now we're going in the movies. We were in the comic books. Now. Now we're going in the movies, and this is from the Spider-Man One with Tobey Maguire. So you guys have to finish the quip. Spider-Man says to Green Goblin, "It's you who's out, Gobby." What's the next line? Oh, I was convinced that you were going to leave it out for Gobby because I remember Gobby. Here, I'll do it in Tobey Maguire's voice. It's you who's out, Gobby. <laughs> oh, fuck. Out of... Uh, I don't want to say time. Out of your mind. Yes, it's out of your mind. Shailen got it. <laughs> Shailen it. nailed it. It's three to one, Shailen. Gobby. It's Apparently so the Spider-Man stuff has stuck in my head more than I remembered. It's you who's out, Gobby. Out of your mind. He just turns into Kermit the frog. frog here. <laughs> spider, spider the man here. All right. This is from The Amazing Spider-Man with mm -hmm. Andrew Garfield. Did you guys like him as Spider-Man? I liked him as Spider-Man. I didn't like him as Peter Parker. I agree. I agree. He was like too neurotic as Peter Parker. It's not that he was neurotic. He's like, he's out here skateboarding around and being cool. That's not what Peter Parker was all about. <laughs> he was all about the science, man. Hashtag nerd life. It was yeah. too twitchy. I don't know. So, anyway, in the first Amazing Spider-Man movie, he's in a cop car, a thief is trying to steal the car, and he sees Spider-Man in it, and he just, and the, the thief says, are you a cop? And Spider-Man says, what am I eating, a donut? <laughs> Shailen, what does he say? Do I look like a cop? Shailen, I'm going to give that to you. He goes, really? You seriously think I'm a cop in a skin-tight red and blue suit? I'm going to give that one to Shailen. She was closer. He's like, give me a slice. Yeah. This is the game that made me realize how much of Marvel Spider-Man, the, the cartoon, cribbed from that movie. What? 
No, no, they don't or borrow. They many don't other borrow. places. All right. Ben, I had down here that this question was worth two points, but okay. I'm going to give you the chance. I'm going to bump it up. I'm going to make it three points. Okay. Because I want to give you the chance to end in a WatchBots classic. <laughs> the way it should be. Okay. So, Shailen, this is yours to not lose but tie. I'm going to give you a scenario, a villain, and a setting, and you're going to come up with a quip that Spider-Man might say in this scenario, okay? Mm-hmm. You each have different ones, and I will I will rate the, the best one. So, Ben. Yeah. Your villain is gaseous clay. Okay. The setting is the old abandoned chemical plant. Okay. And the scenario, Spidey can't seem to make contact with gaseous clay, physical contact. His webs, punches, and kicks keep going mm-hmm. through him. Okay. All right. That's yours. Shailen? Mm-hmm. Your villain's name is Rusty Bones. The setting is the abandoned subway station. And the scenario is... Spidey has followed this brown and pink clad ne'er-do-well from the scene of a robbery to a secret hideout in the subway station. Whoever's ready first can go. Mm-hmm. Ben, you got, you got something? I see the gear. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I got it. I got it. Here we go. Boy, this fart carny is a lot to handle. I haven't had this much trouble making contact since Jodie Foster. I should have done more of these. Uh, <laughs> Shailen, your turn. I would have had an easier time making contact against David Cohn. It's an alt. <laughs> this place is so nasty. It's more like dusty bones. <laughs> Musty bones. Was he that uncertain in the quip? Is Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was really horny. It was lusty bones. <laughs> I'm going to give that one to Ben. We've got a tie. Yeah, okay. And Shailen, the answer was something about Rusty Trombone. Oh, <laughs> damn it. It was right so, there. So that's the that's the game. Classic tie. Thanks for playing Web Zingers. Mmm. Mmm. All right. We did it. On to the mailbag. It's a short one this week. What is your go-to fast food joint and what do you get there? Praise be to the Lord, Dave Thomas. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> so I've got a, I've got a couple. There's no Wendy's around us, but if there were, it would be my go-to, and I would always mm-hmm. get the number six, the spicy chicken sandwich combo. Mm. Wendy's fries are delicious. The spicy chicken sandwich is the perfect chicken sandwich, and yeah, and but you know, sometimes you go out, you go to a bar. You have a couple drinks. You're safe to drive, but you're still kind of, you know, you're hungry. You got that, like, the the post-drinking, you know, hunger sure. pangs. So I'll stop at McDonald's, mm-hmm. and I'll get myself a large fry and the double uh, the double cheeseburger meal. Okay. I think those are my two go-tos. Kind of bland, I know, kind of kind of cliche, but those are my two fast food, fast food restaurants. I like that. So the only way that my answer differs from Dave? Uh-huh. Is that I get the spicy chicken with no mayonnaise? Whoa! And Ooh. I get the two cheeseburger meal, not the double cheeseburger meal. Oh, that's what I meant—the two cheeseburger meal. Yeah, yeah. And the thing I always get with these meals is diarrhea afterwards. Whoa! <laughs> don't go there. Yay! Now, see, Wendy's is a good choice, 
but I don't I don't fuck with that chicken sandwich. I guess I do. It's good, but I like I like that Dave's classic double, mm. like the baconator. Mm. Mm. Fries and a soda, you're in good shape. McDonald's double quarter pounder, please and thank you. <laughs> no Big Mac for me. Actually, you know what? I take a Mac. The Big Mac is pretty good too, but it's tough to eat that Big Mac. It's too sloppy. But the real answer and the only answer is Taco Bell. Mm. Taco Bell, I get the three taco meal. Sometimes I get just regular tacos. Sometimes I get that Doritos taco. I don't want any of their tomatoes or their fucking weak ass shit. Just give me shell, beef, cheese, lettuce, and a lot of fire sauce. That weird wilty lettuce they put on. Yeah. Well, you got to have it. It's part of the experience. It's great. Isn't that crunch? I get a cheesy gordita crunch. Okay. Delicious. Wonderful. If I don't get the cheesy gordita crunch, I'll get the crunch wrap supreme and a Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Ooh, oh, baby, that's that's an authentic treat right there. There's not a lot of Taco Bells near me. However, I was driving my daughters to dance tonight. What did I see on the big highway that uh, brand, you know, that goes between your house and my house? Mm-hmm. There's a Taco Bell sign being erected. Oh, nice. Ooh. I cannot wait to drop them off at dance and just engorge myself with tacos afterwards. Well, see, while that I is- to pick them up. That's the thing, right, about Taco Bell is I love it, and they will deliver here, right? But I have hit that age where I can't do it too much because I have shame. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like Taco Bell will deliver here up until like one forty-five in the morning or 2 in the morning. And like I'll have a few beers, and I'll sit on the couch, and it'll be like 12.30, and I'm like, should I order Taco Bell? And then I remember that I'm 37, and it's, it's a tough thing to pull off. I haven't had Taco Bell in about, oh man, 12 years, I think. Oh boy, that's too long. What? I know. It was insane. Just, there just hasn't been any around where I live. There's one very close to our occasional guest, Laurie's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just never out there, I should say. Maybe you should visit Laurie more. Maybe we should invite Laurie to join, to, to, to host us on, to co-host on WatchBots. And she can bring she can bring Taco Bell to my house and we oh, okay. do it live. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, speaking of fast food, KFC, I like KFC, but I wouldn't say it's a go to. Uh, they recently really released their Beyond offering, mm-hmm. so their vegetarian offering. I bought it day one, and it was pretty weird. <laughs> it was pretty <laughs> was weird. weird. It's a smidge salty. I've never heard a fast food described as weird. It's okay, it's usually like terrible or diarrhea mm-hmm. inducing so there were rumors about this kfc beyond chicken or beyond meat i don't know what its proper name is for like a year because they had tested it out sure but then the supply chain thanks joe biden got all fucked up right <laughs> but it came I'm out still blaming obama <laughs> and i was reading the story about it and it's like they worked with beyond to make a different kind of beyond chicken so it's different than what you can get in the store because they wanted it to tear more realistically which sounds weird but it is what it is Sounds like a special effect. <laughs> it, well, the whole thing is a special effect because it doesn't come as like a chicken breast or a chicken thigh. Go figure. They're like these perfectly rectangular nuggets, but they're dipped in the herbs and spices in the breading. Mm-hmm. And somehow they pretty much taste like KFC, but you're not getting like the, the bone effect. There's a little less chew through than there would be with a real piece of chicken, mm-hmm. but I think the flavor's there. Is it healthier? 
Or is it just I, like a vegetarian <laughs> option? I chose not to look up that information. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the normal chicken nugget from KFC is like, but I can tell you that I was pleasantly surprised at the calorie content of the Beyond Nuggets. Okay, You okay. actually burn more calories eating them than you're intaking. That's not is true. That that's inaccurate. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. That's some science right there. You know what? It's not the go-to fast food but I think that Popeye's deserves a little attention. Too. Oh boy, absolutely! Because the Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich is the best one. Popeye's is so good that it overrides what a terrible experience it is to go to Popeye's. That's true. There is a Popeye's relatively near our house that I went to once. I placed my order. They had me repeat it three times. I got to the window. I sat at that window for twenty minutes. Repeated my order again. They fucked up my order. I got food I didn't order. I didn't get what I asked for, but you know what? It was fucking delicious. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't had a good meal at Popeye's. Um, Like I got, I've I've had it two or three times, I think. And every time it's been cold or Um, like. Oh, you don't want that. (laughs) No. Or like (laughs) you need your fast food hot because as soon as it gets like Mm -hmm. even just warm, it's like, oh God, this is awful food. I can't, I can't eat this anymore. It needs to be like extremely just out of the oven for me. But yeah, the, the Popeye's experience, not not great. Not great. I can't I will them. say, when when I was pregnant, I had to have a procedure because the baby was in the wrong position. And after, I was like really emotionally kind of messed up. And Ben was like, what do you want to do right now to make you feel better? And I was like, I really want some Popeye's. But the closest one was in New Hampshire. And Ben drove me all the way to New Hampshire to get Popeye's. And it was... It was another one of those experiences where I was like, I would very much like a biscuit. And they were like, we're out of biscuits. And I was like, can I have some mashed potatoes? And they're like, no mashed potatoes. And then you took like your pregnant woman's strength and like flipped the car over. (laughs) God damn it. But then they found biscuits and mashed potatoes and the chicken was fucking phenomenal. And it made up for the entire ordeal. So Mm -hmm. that's the beauty of Popeye's folks. Strong, happy memories in that way. It's the beauty of Popeyes. Listeners, we want to hear from you. What is your favorite fast food meal? Hit us up at WatchBotsPod on Twitter. Hashtag um, Happy Meal. Huh? Fast Food Nation. <laughs> <laughs> what, was the, what was the bad answer documentary to that? Uh, Supersize Me? No, Supersize Me was the one that they did the opposite. Where the guy was like, wow. Oh, what was that movie? Oh, man. Oh, boy. We're, we're running long, but man, I got to talk about this movie for a second. So Super Size Me, everybody knows. Some guy made a response documentary. I will find it and talk about it some other time. But his whole thing was looking at the things Morgan Spurlock said and went, that's baloney. <laughs> <laughs> and then he proceeded to- something like Super Lies Me? or like Something like that, or... yeah. He proceeded to do the Super Size Me- diet and he lost weight or something i don't know the movie is is literally unwatchable i think it's on amazon prime or it was seven to eight years ago so who knows if it is now what about a uh, famous weed comedian super high me <laughs> that's a great one too <laughs> doug benson <laughs> yeah super seismic response documentary oh of course fat head starring the comic tom Naughton, who i want to say is a trump guy now i'm oh Mildly sure. Yeah. I'm shocked. Most most definitely. I don't no. even have to see him or, or or know what he did. It just feels right. 
going to spend a lot of time reading about this movie again. <laughs> so that's that's good. You're welcome. Uh, listeners, hit us, hit us up if you're a fan of the movie Fathead. Hashtag love that fathead. <laughs> anyway. Hashtag daddy moans. Ooh. That'll do it. Any final <laughs> fast food thoughts since we're we're rambling down that road? Any final Spider-Man thoughts? It's not my favorite version of Spider-Man, mm-hmm. but it's also not my least favorite version. Okay. What's the least? The one where they have counter Earth. Oh yeah, that's a weird one. It's set in like twenty thirty five or something. We're almost there. I, that's probably part of why I don't like it. Oh, <laughs> hey now. I know I picked the Doctor Strange one because of the movie that, that just came out, but I wish I had picked that X Men crossover so we could talk about Spider Man and X Men, and then maybe discuss X Men again because. Man, that cartoon's so good. But yeah, Fox had a couple hits with their Marvel properties, so I, I enjoyed I enjoyed revisiting it. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. I agree. Many more Spider-Mans to come, probably. Spider-Men's. Oh, maybe that multiverse, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> listeners, you can follow us on Twitter on Instagram, on all of the socials at WatchBots Pod. Please subscribe, rate, and review iTunes. A billion stars. Share with us your Wordle solutions. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves that Wordle. We want to see them. For Dave and for Shailen, this is Ben. Thank you for listening to another episode of WatchBots. And to take us out, I have the Wikipedia page for Fathead in front of me here. I'm going to read you a quick passage, a little spoken word about the movie Fathead. Uh, This is from Tom Naughton. I watched Super Size Me as part of my research, but the premise and the rather large gaps in logic annoyed me so much, I decided I needed to create a reply. I know some other filmmakers went on McDiets and documented how they lost weight, but as far as I could tell, they weren't funny. If it's true what Mencken said, that the cure for contempt is counter-contempt, then the cure for a funny documentary that's full of baloney is a funny documentary that isn't. (laughs) Daddy? Uh, Are you in here, Daddy? Uh, Daddy? Uh, uh, Daddy? Mary Jane, thank heavens you're back. Daddy? Uh, Are you in here, Daddy? Thank heavens you're back. Uh, Daddy? Uh, uh, Daddy? Hashtag moans for daddy. (laughs) Have a good one, folks.